heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the April 23rd Sunday morning edition after Game 3. Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer from the Associated Press, Blazers Edge, other places as well, and former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we have a wide variety of podcasts that you can subscribe to following your favorite teams, your favorite leagues, NBA, NFL. We have it all covered on the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show. It was an eventful night in Portland. Maybe you heard our immediate reaction podcast reacting to the news that Yusuf Nurkic would be available in this Game 3. We had Kevin Pelton from ESPN Insider, friend of the show, friend of the Locked On Network, on uh, to discuss Nurkic's impending return. Nurkic did return. He had a presence, although he was clearly uh, not all the way right. And the Blazers got off to a great start in this game. They led by as many as 17 points. However, the Golden State Warriors do what they have done many times before. And even though at halftime, Damian Lillard warned his teammates that this could happen. They were unable to prevent it from happening. The Golden State Warriors take a commanding 3-0 series lead with a 119-113 victory at the Moda Center on Saturday night uh, in Yusuf Nurkic's return, which, uh, you know, had a lot of excitement, was a lot of fun. I don't think that you'd, uh, you know, especially now that you know he didn't aggravate it, at least as far as we know, uh, it didn't ag- aggravate that non-displaced fracture uh, in his right leg. Uh, he did say that he felt more pain. He did say that he's not all the way right. But it, he did uh, play. Uh, the Blazers had him on a minutes restriction. He only played 17 minutes in this one. He had 11 rebounds, which is the most boards that any Blazer player has had in a game in this series. The Blazers actually did a phenomenal job on the glass. They out-rebounded the Warriors 52-42, to and uh, in terms of percentage, the Blazers grabbed 87% of the available defensive rebounds and also grabbed 23.4% of the available offensive rebounds. So Portland, they, they executed pretty much everything you would want uh, or 
everything that you need really to be able to beat the Warriors, except they failed in a couple of fronts. The Warriors' pressure defense was phenomenal in the second half. The Blazers had 16 turnovers compared to only 7 for Golden State. And uh, down the stretch, Portland also gave up just some really, uh, just some offensive rebounds that were, just had the worst timing. And down the stretch, they were forcing missed shots. They were forcing uh, tough shots for the Warriors, but uh, they gave the Warriors just too many chances in this game uh, to to come out with the victory, despite the fact that they were up by 17. Uh, it looked like you know, without Nurkic out there, it was just so much easier for uh, Golden State to, to do what they wanted to do. Uh, the Blazers, for instance, were up four, they were up, uh, up 14 when Nurkic went out. That lead evaporated. Uh, even later or earlier in the quarter, they were up by 16 with 8.30 left after a McCollum three-pointer. Steph hits a three-pointer uh, on the next possession. And from that Curry three-pointer on, the Warriors outscored the Blazers 28-13 to in the third that took Portland's 16-point lead at the time of the McCollum three-pointer down to one. Uh, Golden State actually briefly took a lead in the third quarter, but Portland still held a one-point lead heading into the fourth. Uh, Stotts threw Nurkic back out there uh, early on in the fourth quarter, and McCollum and Lillard really delivered in this game. They both played well. McCollum and Lillard were both 10 of 23 from the field. McCollum had 32 points and 6 rebounds. Lillard with 31 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists. But uh, even though the Blazers shot well uh, from 3 as a team, they still, from the guys that were not Dame and CJ, still, I, I don't think, got enough uh, they didn't have enough firepower uh, to withstand uh, the runs that Golden State had, and they were unable to uh, withstand that pressure defense that, that the Warriors brought in the second half. They were they had no answer for Draymond Green, who continues to be the biggest difference maker in this series for the Warriors. Uh, I know that JaVale McGee's plus-minus has been incredible, in this series, he was a plus 24 tonight in 16 minutes. Another phenomenal performance for McGee off the bench, but uh, a lot of the reason that McGee is getting those lob dunks and getting those big plays is because on offense, when Draymond Green catches the ball out of the pick and roll, it is so, so, so lethal. And uh, we, we haven't seen it as much this season with Kevin Durant on the Warriors. But that green curry pick and roll is still, uh, you know, one of the greatest plays that I've ever seen. And and when green gets the ball, he, he's such a magician with it and is so smart at picking guys out that, you know, he, he makes those things happen. And the Warriors as a whole make those JaVale McGee baskets happen. Uh, I actually thought Portland did a good job of respecting him, sucking in the defense a little bit, bumping him a little bit, not making it as easy for him to make those catches, you know, bodying him up so he doesn't get a clear run to the basket, making guys like, 
Iguodala and McCaw think about taking three-pointers. I mean, it, with Iguodala, I thought, you know, that strategy worked really well. Iguodala played well, very important defensively, but he was 0 for 6 from 3. And, and Portland, I think, was rewarded for a lot of their strategy when it came to JaVale, but uh, it was it was just really hard for them to stop him in this game. And uh, it's just hard to stop the Warriors in general. And Clay Thompson, who has been cold all series, uh, finally got going from deep in the second half. He was 4 of 9 from 3, finished with 24 points. And, and I mentioned Steph Curry, but Curry uh, with some daggers, uh, for the Warriors late, he scored, uh, I believe, the final nine points for the Warriors. Uh, just uh, kind of it felt a little bit like a repeat of, of Game Four last year, where you know Portland is balling, they're going they're going wild, and and the Warriors, you know, they make their run. Except this time, it, it didn't go to overtime. But then at the end of the game, Steph. Uh, really asserted himself, and and Portland also missed some chances at defensive rebounds late in the game. Uh, I I don't want to say that they didn't rebound well because they did, but uh, just when they needed them the most, they did not get those rebounds, and uh, that hurts. Uh, and 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 a, a lot of guys, you know, I I mentioned the three point shooting outside of Lillard and McCollum wasn't that great, but. Portland did get better contributions off the bench, I think, in this game. Alfaruk Aminu had 14 points and 9 boards. Noah Vonley had 10 points and 7 boards, 3 assists as well. So so they got performances. Uh, Evan Turner, I thought, had a nice game, uh, though uh, he did miss, uh, I believe he missed 4 free throws in the 4th quarter, which... Uh, when when this, the spread is, is only 6 points uh, at the end of the game... Uh, that that comes back to bite you, and and that was a uh, a real bummer. Uh, Turner actually missed three free throws in the fourth quarter. Excuse me, but still, you know that's the difference between a two possession game and a one possession game. So uh, some missed opportunities in the fourth quarter. Turner free throws, turnovers, not taking care of the ball, not getting enough on the perimeter outside of CJ and Dame. Uh, I think Alan Crabb did play better. He had five fouls, but he was still only two of three from the field, uh, only taking three shots. You know that that's not you know you you, you need more from Alan Crabb. You just do, and 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 uh, the Blazers had a ton of energy. The atmosphere was amazing, and it really felt like this was the one that they were going to get. But uh, now that they didn't, uh, it, it's looking real hard to to find a you know, find the Blazers a win now uh, in this series. However, if you are uh, looking to catch one last Blazer game, since it does look like there's only going to be one more the rest of the season, but it, I think it's a nice time to show your appreciation for the team, the season that they've had, and if you want to do that and, and show up and be in the building one last time, I think the best place for you to do that is SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time, and it's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to. None of those older ticket sites want to change that, but SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell their tickets. 
SeatGeek is a very convenient place for me to go when I'm looking for tickets for a show or a game. And uh, I used it with some friends. Found some easy tickets to a Blazer game back in December. And uh, it, it, it was super easy. Didn't take very much time. Got the tickets I needed at the price that I needed. And uh, I, I had to thank SeatGeek for not making me waste any time to get the best deal that I wanted. They find the best deal for you no matter what your budget, what kind of seats you're looking for, and they grade all of the prices with their deal score on a 1 to 100 scale, 100 being the best and 1 being the worst. But the best thing about SeatGeek is that my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. And to get that $20 rebate, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code and enter promo code LOBLAZERS, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBLAZERS today. So as I said, uh, probably the, the last home game coming up here on Monday, Blazers-Warriors, game four, the Warriors are up 3-0. As you may know, no NBA team has ever come back from a 3-0 series deficit. So, uh, you know, the Blazers are always looking to make history, but it's hard to compete with that. Uh, But they they do get another chance. Uh, The story of the night, obviously, other than the Blazers losing the game, was the return of Yusuf Nurkic. I was able to get to his post-game media uh, after this one. Uh, He talked about uh, the approach, how it felt to be out there, uh, and and how he's feeling now. Uh, From just before you hear it, um, I think the way I felt about the conversation with Nurkic was he this was really his decision he really wanted to play he couldn't bear to watch this series on the sidelines and he didn't practice he really you know a lot of guys on the team were pretty surprised that he was going to play they were excited when they found that out but uh nobody really knew it was kind of a surprise because he hadn't really practiced the first inkling we got that he may play was a report from uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of Yahoo Sports uh, earlier in the afternoon, and then uh, you, know, you get to the arena, you see him working out. Uh, he's doing a lot of pick and roll stuff, trying to you know setting phantom picks, rolling with the ball, uh, trying to make moves, and he he was half speed out there, uh, which he definitely acknowledged after the game. So uh, here's Yusuf Nurkic on. Uh, coming back, and and also, you know, what uh, is left for the Blazers moving forward in this series now that they're down 3-0 to the uh, mighty Golden State Warriors. Because I know I'm, I can do full speed, and uh, like I said, it was just try to help the win, and that's all about it. Have you been able to practice at all? Like, Not really. Yeah, Not really. just mostly shooting and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I right? do. Some, without a team, definitely. I do some stuff with, you know, but... I think nobody was expecting that play tonight, but I try. So that's all about. I try to see what's going on, and if I could help, I think I help something. But fortunately, not enough. How do you feel now after playing? Yeah, it's okay, man. I know it's a broke leg. I can heal like until one day. 
I just tried to, like I said, it's all about try to be, you know, positive and all, all we can do right now is be positive and, you know, nobody want to be sweat. So it's all about pride next game. It's not about anything. Were you frustrated in the third quarter when uh, you were taken out? Uh, you guys were up by 14 and Warriors crawled all the way back in. I'm not frustrated. Back. That should be, man. I play with a broke leg. I can't be in a game a long time. So, like I said, it's momentum, how, how I feel and how coach feel with the game. And like I said, that's a, that's a together decision. And, and I think we just give our best. And I give up my best in this time. So I wish I was healthy, but, you know, it's unfortunately I'm not. So obviously. I wish I was healthy, but unfortunately, I'm not. So that's what uh, Yusuf Nurkic had to say after this game. Uh, a gutsy performance from him to play 17 minutes uh, with the broken leg, as he mentioned uh, when I asked him you know, how it felt after the game. Uh, pretty adamant, still saying yeah, it's a broken leg. So uh, uh, Nurkic gave it his all uh, in this one. Uh, and, and the Blazers, uh, I think, you know, really did give it their best shot in this game. And I don't think that they really have anything to hang their hats on. The Warriors are uh, an otherworldly squad. The Blazers are not healthy. Uh, as, you know, you heard Nurkic tell it, he's not healthy and still was able to make a major impact on this game. The Blazers were plus eight in the minutes that Nurkic played, which was the best plus minus on the team in this in this game. He had 11 rebounds, which, as I mentioned, was the most that a Blazers player has had in this series, despite the fact that he played limited minutes. He also had four assists, uh, did a really great job early on in this game uh, of, of being that guy, uh, kind of similar to what Green was doing for, for the Warriors for most of this game, where he was able to catch the ball after setting a screen in the middle of the defense, make the right decision, pick guys out and, 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 and make things happen. And uh, if Nurkic hadn't started and played, I, I don't think Portland would have had a 17-point lead to to lose. Uh, I also you know, thought in this game, uh, Noah Vonley, I mentioned his stat line, but I think more than just that, you know, he had his best game, I thought, of the series. He looked way more attentive, uh, much more in tune with the value of every possession, which I think... Uh, was a problem earlier in his career and I think was something that he just needed to get used to in the postseason. I think he was used to that tonight. He played uh, a lot of big minutes down the stretch, had a couple of nice plays, You know, didn't do everything that he needed to do, uh, or, but that, that goes for everybody on the Blazers. They didn't do everything that they needed to do as a team to win this game, but I think uh, Vonley uh, definitely took a step in this game. And... Uh, you know, Evan Turner, I thought, played well, even though he missed those free throws. And uh, it, 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 I feel like more than anything, this game kind of gave you a taste that, like, hey, you know, when Nurkic is right, you know, obviously Portland isn't going to be Golden State, but if they have Nurkic right for a full season, uh, they won't be playing Golden State in the first round, which is... Uh, you get a chance if you do that. You actually have a chance if you don't have to play the Warriors in the first round. Uh, and and I think yeah that the team is just kind of reckoning now with with where they are. Obviously, they relished that uh, challenge. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, both really love this challenge of, of going against 
the best team in the league. They love going up against Draymond Green. Draymond Green talked about how much he loves playing against them just because he respects them so much. And, hey, uh, Portland down 3-0. Uh, you know, I, I do actually think that this experience uh, you know, is worth something because not even just in experience terms, but when you're looking at the team, you know, personally as a, a member of the team, you know, it's probably easier to look back on this season of you making the playoffs and say, hey, we made the playoffs. You know, if you're Damian Lillard, you made the playoffs four seasons in a row. And uh, I think that is something to hang your hat on and something that uh, matters to a lot of these guys. And, you know, even though they didn't, uh, they're not on the board in this series and it's going to be tough to get on the board, uh, the Warriors are probably going to get Kevin Durant back in game four. Uh, but you know, the strides that I think Vonley has made in this series has been, has been good to see, but, uh, not even just an experience standpoint too, about whether it's worth it or not, but, you know, guys are getting opportunities against this, this Warriors team and it, it shows the Blazers how far they've got to go to, you know, get to where they want to be. And, you know, everyone on this team, uh, you know, says they want to contend, uh, in the preseason, Damian Lillard was talking about maybe getting to a Western Conference final, and I think this team still has those aspirations. Uh, and it's good to see uh, to to remind yourself about how far you've got left to go. And uh, I think Lillard and McCollum getting another series under their belt is is ultimately a good thing. I, I think Turner playing with this group is good, and uh, you, you'd obviously like to see Crab play a little bit better, but um, you know he, he still has another chance in another game, and even for 17 minutes tonight in pretty much you know half capacity, you got to see what Yusuf Nurkic uh, can do in the postseason and what he can do for this team, and it was his first playoff game as well, so. Uh, tough loss for Portland there's really no way around it uh there's no way to sugarcoat it that this wasn't a tough loss that this wasn't a a game that they had but uh the atmosphere being there as Kevin Pelton you know was saying on the podcast and we were talking about Nurkic coming back is that you know, you're there, you feel it, it's in the air, and, it, it, and you know, there's nothing better than that. And uh, Portland's in a tough spot. Uh, everyone knows it. You know, their cap is super, is super high. You know, they don't have any cap space to really make any moves. Uh, everyone knows about what their payroll is. At the same time, you know, they don't have Nurkic healthy. I think they, they, you know, they also don't have Ed Davis healthy, uh, who was, uh, you know, a big part of this team. Uh, uh, my guy at Palmo Buckets uh, on Twitter, you know, mentioned that Portland, you know, doesn't have their two best starters, and so, um, and uh, or their two best centers, and another thing that. Uh, Kevin said on the last podcast that I, I do think actually, you know, has a lot of merit was that, uh, you know, Nurkic has more of an impact 
on what the Blazers do than Kevin Durant's absence has on what the Warriors do. Because as you saw tonight, the Warriors can still be the Warriors without Kevin Durant, but the Blazers cannot be the Blazers team that they are without Yusuf Nurkic. And I think we've seen that in this series. We've seen that in the month that he played and in the subsequent games after he got hurt. And even in the 17 minutes tonight, you could you could see the difference and, and just also feel that almost freedom that playing with Nurkic gives them. They have more confidence to attack on defense. They have uh, more openings and more space to shoot on offense. And all the things that he helps them do uh, that they've just missed in this series. And, you know, whether, you know, would he have swung this series? Would they have beat the Warriors? No, probably not. But uh, it definitely would have been uh, a more interesting series if, if we'd had a healthy Nurkic. And, uh, you know, if nothing else, uh, him coming back 50%, or, you know, whatever he was at uh, on Saturday showed that. And, you know, I don't know if he's going to play. I, I would guess that he... I, I don't think that he should just because, you know, he showed, he came out, he made, he tried to make a difference when it still really mattered in this series and it, it didn't happen. And he has a minutes restriction. He only played 17 minutes. Terry Stotts that he said that he was at his limit. So, uh, you know, I think he sits, he made a valiant effort. Portland was really close in this game. But ultimately, uh, the Warriors were the Warriors and really showed that that championship pedigree uh, in this one. And so credit to them. And before we wrap up this podcast, just wanted to uh, give a shout out to Warriors coach Steve Kerr, uh, who was unable to coach in this game uh, due to an illness. Uh, and the Warriors you know, were not very uh, specific with the illness. And after the game... Steph Curry walked off the court, you know, with the game ball and had it after the game. Someone asked him, you know, what were you going to do with the game ball after the game? And he said he, he wanted to give it to Coach Kerr and because of what he was going through. And, uh, you know, when you hear that, it, it's hard to um, take that as anything but bad news. So, uh, you know, you hope that uh, Steve Kerr uh, gets well. Uh, but, that is uh, another subplot uh, to this series in this postseason that uh, Steve Kerr is, is not doing well and, and the Warriors seem a little worried about him. So, uh, you know, that's hard. Obviously, you hope that everything works out there, uh, but just wanted to wish Steve Kerr well uh, and, and, and hope he is healthy and able to coach uh, before the end of the postseason, but more so that, you know, he's just healthy. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers. The Warriors win Game 3, despite the return of Yusuf Nurkic. They win it 119-113. Closing moments from Stephen Curry. A phenomenal run in the third quarter. Uh, really got this one done. Portland, uh, played hard they played well for most of this game but uh the warriors had uh a couple of runs in them and uh i gotta say it was uh pretty breathtaking to watch what they were able to do the defense they were able to play how they were able to get in the open court and and also i'm just you know watching draymond green play is it's a it's art 
uh, he is heckling to the crowd. He's talking after everything. He's He had six blocks tonight. I mean, his line was insane. Nine points, eight rebounds, seven assists, six blocks, and two steals. Uh, just uh, a virtuoso performance. Uh, you know, the Blazers just didn't have an answer for that. And, you know, with Nurkic on the sidelines, they just weren't able to, to match it. But uh, Draymond Green continues to... Uh, kind of own the Blazers and be the difference, the biggest difference, I think, between these two teams. So uh, with that, we're going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast, we are there. Leave us a five-star review, and we will be back with you. Game four is Monday at the Moda Center, so uh, we will have... Something after that one could be the last game of the season, so uh, enjoy it. Uh, until next time.